the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So I had hopes today for some authentic analysis when it came to government's role in the distrust out there for COVID vaccines, booster shots, mandates, lockdowns, and all the other. Because the headline in the Columbus Dispatch via the USA Today Network says, Biology, colon, Vaccine hesitancy rooted in decades of government failures. Hmm, well, I always look and see who wrote the editorial, and then I skip to the end to find out what their credentials are, because then I have a pretty good frame of reference as to what is coming, whether I'm going to be uh, lied to or whether the person may actually give me the straight scoop. So the gentleman who wrote the story is called, uh, his name is Stephen Rissing. Stephen Rissing, at the end, is a professor emeritus in the Department of Evolution, Ecology, and Organismal Biology Organismal Biology at Ohio State University. Okay, so instantly I'm on alert because I'm getting an academic from a secular environment. But the headline seems like he's going to say, hey, they failed us at the government level. The Biden administration, maybe the Trump administration, on these vaccines. That was what I thought. Yes, I know. I still am, well, not exactly 100% on the money with my expectations. Because what this editorial turns out to be is an indictment that government is not doing enough. Not doing enough. Mr. Rissing begins his editorial by saying, uh, Ohio has had a record in daily new COVID-19 cases, according to the New York Times database. Ohio also has the nation's highest COVID-caused hospitalization rate per capita in the nation. Mm. Uh, So he talks about the two people from the New York Times who did this research. And he says they find that people who reject vaccines are not necessarily less scientifically literate or less well-informed than those who don't. Now my hopes soar. Ah, he's not going to call rural people morons, too dumb to understand their need for a vaccine. And the rest of the sentence raised my hopes even higher. We cannot go on believing that the issue can simply be solved by hectoring people to believe in science. Yes, I'm with you, Stephen. Keep going, brother. And then he says, the real vaccination divide is class. And that is a quote from the New York Times story. Then he goes back to his childhood. His childhood during the 1980s when Ronald Reagan was president. And he says that Ronald Reagan is the 
person at fault for ingraining the idea in people's heads that government cannot be trusted. Remember the famous Reagan quote? Nine words that are the biggest lie ever. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Ronald Reagan said, government isn't the solution to the problem. Government is the problem. So this whole entire editorial is not a takedown of the myriad flaws of the Biden administration and the public health messaging. It is instead yet another advertisement for the fact that all problems are within the scope of government to fix. And if we'd only spend more money, if we'd only do what we're already doing and just do it more, spend more, lecture more, punish more, we would get the results that we want. This is not at all the solution to this COVID issue. The solution to this COVID issue is to admit that COVID is not nearly as big an issue now as it was when it came about in March of 2020. I understand that the Biden administration has no self-awareness and cannot therefore summon the words, we were wrong. I get that. Their lack of humility Their lack of self-awareness will not permit them to do that. But they are headed for the most crushing midterm election results in the history of this country. If they don't recognize the need to just stop what they are doing. We have about two-thirds of Americans vaccinated. In some states, the Percentage is much higher than in others. In Ohio, it's about 60%. Joe Biden tried to make everybody who works in a nursing home get a vaccine. The courts stopped him. They have delayed it. They have not thrown it out. But the numbers show that I am closer to being right than Professor Emeritus Sissing. My position on this is people are not going to go along with being told what to do. They become inherently suspicious if they are told what to do. And as we look forward to 2022, that is the one thing that is not going to change. In 2022, 23, 24, 25, you can make people obey. They did it for years in the Soviet Union. They're doing it now in China. You can make them obey. But you cannot ever get them to agree with obeying. And they will always resist you in making them obey. And you will never, therefore, have the control and the approval that you seek to have or delude yourself into thinking that you have if you are forcing people to do what you want them to do. When Joe Biden first announced his statewide mandate for vaccinations among health care workers in nursing homes in the state of Ohio, the vaccine rate among those workers was 56%. As of late November, after his mandate had been announced and before it had been blocked by the courts, that number had risen to 65%. So it made a 9% difference. Did it leap from 56% to 96%? No, it did not. And even the 9% increase may have had nothing to do with his threatened mandate. 
because we got to 56% by the amount of people getting vaccinated going up organically by 25 to 3% a month. So from August to September, September to October, October to November, at a rate of 25 to 3% per month, over three months, what's the percentage increase total? 9%. So he will take credit for that. And he will tell you, and Bill de Blasio will tell you, and every politician with a D next to their name will say, we know these mandates work. (laughs) No. No, we don't know that. I'm not saying they don't. I'm saying you don't know that they work. You might think they do. You might be pleased with some of the results. But when you're a president or a mayor or a senator or whatever, You are, by definition, a public servant. A public servant. What is the number one quality that will assist you as a public servant, as a leader? Trust. Trust among the people you are attempting to lead. If you do not have their trust, you may be able to force their cooperation. But any effort that raises the amount of cooperation will, by that same amount or more, decrease their trust in you. And so, these mandates, these shutdowns, these lockdowns, these lectures, they will not work to inspire trust and to engender good faith and belief in leadership. And sure, ultimately, you might think you're getting your agenda enacted. You're getting your initiatives implemented. But your hold on the authority that you so love flexing becomes more and more tenuous every single day. As people grow to trust you less. And then when you combine that, a person's natural resistance to being forced to do something, with the fact that the people you put out there to articulate your message sound and appear more and more buffoonish every time they open their mouth and contradict what they said the previous time they were in front of a microphone, your legitimacy is further compromised. So that is why... Joe Biden and the Democrats are headed for a bloodbath in the November midterms. Oh, I know they'll try to do everything they can with mail-in balloting and ballot harvesting and everything pseudo-legal. They will try to mislabel every Republican attempt to install procedures that will keep the vote honest. One vote, one person, easy to vote, hard to cheat. They will do everything they can to mislabel that and to demonize that effort as voter suppression. But I really think the numbers are going to be so overwhelming that those efforts will not work because the only way to fix the imbalance in the ratio of people who are just so sick and tired of this incompetent leadership is to fudge the numbers so much that the cheating will be readily apparent. Readily apparent. So that's one issue that we have tackled in 2020 and one issue that could have far-reaching impact as we enter into 2022. Another 
is what's going on in our schools and what's going on in our culture driven by academia. We will get into that next. It is the Bruce Willis Show. Nice to have you with us on the Bruce Hooley Show, final show of 2021. Aaron and I will be off tomorrow. We will also be off on Monday, back on Tuesday. Oh, we'll be getting ready for the big January 6th celebration by the Biden administration as they celebrate how horrible, evil, and terrible the uh, people who stormed the Capitol are and were. One of the problems in our society, and this is one of the real issues going forward into 2022, is... Complete and total mistrust in the media, and it's well-earned. Very well-earned. For instance, I mean, I was thinking, well, I better demonstrate this some way. I better demonstrate mistrust in the media. Why should we mistrust the media? (laughs) So I just called up like the first story that I saw on the website uh, when I began prepping this morning, and it's a long dissertation on how the Republican Party is trying to seize election power in the United States. And I thought, oh, well, you, know, you can't be can't be too punitive there, Bruce, because it's probably written by some left-winger from Slate or Axios. Uh, it's from the Associated Press. Now, let me just tell you, the Associated Press is supposed to be so down the middle on everything that you can't <laughs> detect any political bias. So how many words did it take me in this lead to detect Political bias. Ready to count? Here we go. In the weeks leading up to the deadly insurrection. Eight words. Eight and nine. Deadly insurrection. Deadly insurrection. How many people died in that deadly insurrection? One, and she was one of the quote-unquote insurrectionists. And the rest of the paragraph, Donald Trump's unprecedented attempt. Really? Was it unprecedented? I think I think Al Gore tried to overturn an election, too. I think Stacey Abrams still trying to overturn an election. I think Hillary Clinton tried to overturn an election. All of those came before Donald Trump. I don't think it's unprecedented. A To overturn a free and fair vote of the American people. Hmm? Was it fair? Was it fair? I mean, it was legal. Mark Zuckerberg spending $400 million targeting Democratic districts in swing states? That's eh, it's legal. Fair? Mm, don't know. So garbage, 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 garbage from the Associated Press. Similarly, our kids are being fed a bunch of garbage in schools. And one of the main areas where they are being fed this garbage is regarding their very existence as boys or girls. There is a concerted attempt in our society right now, and it will have far-reaching consequences if we don't snuff it out immediately and without, let me be careful here I say this, without malice, but also without, uh, boy, I can't think of a word. We have to be clear in where we stand, and we have to stand there firmly. That boys are boys, girls are girls, and you cannot become what you are not just by saying you are. That is the truth. may not be your truth, 
which is your opinion, but it is the truth, thankfully. A latest, the latest results from a Rasmussen Reports poll, survey of 1,000 U.S. adults from four days ago, plus or minus error rate of three percentage points, and a 95% confidence level, show that an overwhelming number, 75% of adults, agreed that there are two genders. Now, that's an overwhelming majority. It's not high enough. One out of four people think there are more than two genders, and only 63% strongly agreed there are two genders. Again, don't bring me the exception as the rule or as a bigger part of the actual sample size than it really is. So this is being crammed down the throats of our kids in schools. Why not? If you're going to indoctrinate a radical idea, start young before they have discernment in their minds, before their brains are fully developed. I have on my phone, because I show this to people to prove how serious this problem is, a coloring exercise from an Olentangy elementary school where the kids were handed a picture to color. I will be a transgender advocate because. And the responses tell you that the teacher has told them what to write in there. These are elementary school kids. Do you think they're well-versed in what a trans man is, what a trans woman is? What a queer girl is, what a queer boy is. Now, of course, they're being told this by their teachers. And Hey, if we get it into the elementary schools, why can't we get it into the colleges? The NCAA will do absolutely nothing to protect the veracity of women's sports. Years ago, I can remember when the first generation of women athletic directors, Donna Lopiano, University of Texas, and on and on and on, were lauded, K. Yao, North Carolina State, were lauded for being pioneers in the establishment and the growth of women's sports. My daughters, all three play sports. I think it's an important character-building exercise. Builds a lot of great traits in a person. Helps you understand that your hard work pays off, your practice pays off, you get better, you have to dedicate yourself to something, work on it. Your results are incremental. Awesome, intangible, and tangible lessons are ingrained by sports, school plays, musical endeavors, extracurricular activities. But now we don't want to just blur those lines. We want to obliterate those lines between boys and girls. The NCAA is not doing anything to stop University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas, who was born Will Thomas. Will Thomas competed for the men's swim team at Penn. Two years ago. Took a year off. Now is back as Leah Thomas. And crushing women's record. He was a decent male swimmer. You have to be decent to swim Division I varsity swimming. He was not an elite swimmer. He is a world-class swimmer posing as a female. Okay? So thankfully... In these situations, the response can enter a danger zone if you become angry, mean. The way to handle it is to just say no. Not going to be a part of this nonsense. 
not going to allow this to happen. And that, thankfully, is what Erica Brown, a two-time Olympic medalist, did this week. He just issued a statement, said, we cannot allow transgender females to compete against biological women. A biological male goes through male puberty. Even when she's transitioned, she still has the physiology of a male. A few years of testosterone blockers and estrogen does not change the fact that she will have more powerful muscles, a larger heart, and greater lung capacity than a biological woman. It's time to start standing up for women's sports before we lose what so many before us have fought for. I hope this can help inspire others to speak up. We had a U.S. swimming official quit a week ago. Supposed to officiate the U.S. Paralympic swimming. He said, no, I can't do it. I've done it for three decades. I won't do it anymore. So she stood up first. Then this swimmer stood up. Hopefully a coach or two will stand up. And hopefully you will stand up against this in your local school. Not just to protect sports, but to protect girls from people who are deluded into thinking they are not the gender they were born. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.